Hello, my name is Gabe the Babe. Otherwise known as Ellie. Ellie Presco. I am Nina Arnoni. Yeah, I... you are. <laughs> and welcome to Office that. Hours. <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> welcome to our first, well, not video episode. I started uploading this podcast to my YouTube channel. So for those who listen, you should check out my YouTube channel. And if you're on my YouTube channel, I have a podcast. And now you can see our faces and you can see what Arnoni eats every time we record. Yeah, exactly. What is it today? Leftover um, mac and cheese from the Super Bowl and Brussels sprouts and carrots and corn. Nice. Except for the Brussels sprouts. The mac and cheese was really good. It was... Kyle's mom got this recipe and you Mm -hmm. just like you throw everything into the pot and let it cook but it's box of um like elbow pasta Mm -hmm. a pint of heavy cream it comes in pints a cup of water and then like two cups of cheddar cheese oh that sounds amazing it's so good and then we added bacon bits and caramelized onions the bacon would kill me, but the onions sound yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, take that out, for sure. Yeah. And then we... <laughs> Edit then that we, out. We put that in, like, a pan, put breadcrumbs over it. Nice. Baked it. It's so good. Delicious. Oh, so did yeah. you go over to his mom's for the Super Bowl? No. Oh. How did he get the I, mac and cheese? It's just her recipe. Oh, I see. I, I thought in order to share a recipe, the person had to physically be in the room. No. It is or send a carrier pigeon. And peoples do have phones, so. Peoples do have phones, yeah, is what she said to me. Yeah, phones. <laughs> to put me in my place, she said, peoples do have phones. Yeah. You showed me. Take that. <laughs> I will. Oh my God, this cat is shedding literally all over me. Like, my pants are brown, and my legs are white. Let's see it. <sighs> I don't know if it's going to do it justice. Yeah, like it looks, yeah, like it's, oh, can't tell. On. Oh, my hip. <laughs> I think I saw it. I think I saw it. Just a smattering, the smattering. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's just, she's, oh my God. We're like, we're going through a phase right now. I think it's adolescence. She's going to turn two this May, and the terrible twos are on the horizon. She's, like, she's been so, like, I think she's acting out for attention. Like, she knows she's not supposed to sit on the dining table. She knows she's not supposed to sit anywhere that we eat. Because, like, I don't want litter feet on my food. Um, She's walking away. I know. (laughs) So I'm, like, you are not permitted to be on the kitchen counters. You are not allowed on the coffee table. You are not allowed on the dining table. And lately, I've been, like, going into the kitchen and, like, going to get, like, make something. Peanut butter and jelly. And then I come out, and she's sitting on the dining table just looking at me. And I go, hey. And she, like, goes, like, (gasps) and, like, sprints off of the table. But, like, it keeps happening. Like, every time. So, like, it literally happened tonight where I made my peanut butter and jelly. And I walked out. And she's sitting on the table watching the window and I was like hey and she looked behind me like behind her and like gasped and then like leapt off the table and she like keeps like scratching my bed frame which she knows she's not allowed to do and like she can hear me go and read I have like a little spray bottle by my bed that's just like filled with water um and when she hears me 
roll over to grab it. She hops on the bed and is like, <laughs> and then she's like rubbing all over me and purring. And it's just like, I'm so confused. Like you're so fucking be. annoying, but you're adorable all at the same time. And you're hideous. So it's just, it's a lot of paradoxes in this house this week. There's just a lot of emotions, yeah. A lot of emotions occurring. Yeah, just just tons. She's she's not even two yet, and we're already expressing rebellion, which is a little concerning, because... Well, how do cats age? Like fine wine. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> you know how, like, in dog years, it's seven human years? Oh, I see. What's cat years? Cat... I feel like it's similar to uh, dog years, but let's see. Oh, no! To convert, it's like twenty-seven. Yeah, it's <laughs> to convert cat lady. age to an equivalent human age. An accepted method is to add fifteen years for the first year of life, then add ten years for the second year of life. After that, add four years for every cat year. So she's twenty-five. <laughs> I think she's 25. I, so we're the same. So that's why we're like butting heads because it's literally like looking into a mirror. Yeah, and she's like, I'm older than you. Why yeah, are you telling I, me what to do? I can do what I want. And I'm like, you fucking, yeah. you can't. I don't know what to tell you. You okay. wouldn't make it without me. That's so complicated to figure out cat years. That's unnecessary. I know. The dogs are like, just add seven. But apparently that's not like totally correct. Yeah, it's, so then add four years for every cat. Okay, yes, so. After that. Two human years, it's 24 cat years. So a one-year-old cat is adulthood, the equivalent of 18 human years. And then in parentheses, it says, your cat may cast a vote. <laughs> That's so crazy. So in two more years, she's going to be 35, six She's going to be 42. And then in 16 human years, she'll be 84. <laughs> my god wow yeah it says it isn't as simple as using a factor of seven cats mature quickly in the first couple years of life That's why a one-month-old kitten like, I know what to do yeah a three-month-old kitten is a four-year-old child that's so funny yeah and then <laughs> it says one-month-old kitten equals six-month-old human baby <laughs> i love that that is so funny oh my god okay yeah so she's my age and yet we're throwing little fits it's insane She's having a quarter-life crisis. You need to let her work through this. <laughs> I guess so. She really is. I mean, I guess I understand. I, too, like, am, like, throwing little fits and being like, I'm just baby. I'm just tiny baby. I'm just a little girl. And then I'm alone in my house talking to the cat with no pants on. And the cat's like, ugh, fine. I'll do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie runs TurboTax. Don't let her fool you. Speaking of adult moves, uh, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going to. I Why did you jinx it? Because, I don't know, something could go wrong. I, knowing me and my luck, like, they could see me and be like, no. But anyway, as, as we all know, I currently live in a three-bedroom apartment because I lived with two other people. One of them being this fool. Um, yes. that's me. And Sammy is moving away, much to my deep chiffron. Um, but I am staying in Boston, as we talked about last episode. Um, I'm going to die here, and I will only leave the city when I'm with child, and that is still very true. Which is why I'm moving out of the city. No, I'm kidding. But I, <laughs> I've been like apartment hunting pretty frantically the past few months because I just. I just didn't know what the next step 
was going to be. I knew that I wanted to stay in the city, but I didn't really know I think where... once you got it in your head. I Yeah, which, I mean, give it a day and it's going to happen. Um, and so I was, um, I was, I had like a particular budget because it's just me and I'm not splitting like amenities with anyone. So there's just like a lot of different factors with living alone. But there's like the old wives tale that like, every woman should live alone for a year is like the the thing that like grandmothers say um because that's not what my grandmother say well <laughs> they said marry asap <laughs> marry asap rocky time yeah wish. that's true i know and i would have been they like i agree grandma i it's it's i don't know where i heard it but it's like a i don't know it's a thing i <laughs> Call in if it's a thing, please, because I've heard it many, many times where it's like, it's important for women this day and age. This isn't me saying this. This is just like, this is the grandmothers who didn't marry at 19, who are like every woman, if they can, should live alone because that's when you like foster the most independence and learn the most about yourself and are literally left to your own devices because there's no roommate contributing. You gotta Um, figure it out. I think you gotta figure that shit is out. said, I just don't think it's grandmas who are saying it. Can you just let me, like, paint a picture with words and not analyze it to shreds? No. Okay, well, <laughs> this is our last episode. Um, but so, so anyway, there was a lot of factors going in. And another thing that I didn't want to repeat was when I moved here three years ago, I was not at all proactive in finding an apartment because I didn't really know where to start. I was 21. I was living like alone, alone for the first time. Yeah. And I was also distracted with graduating undergrad. And I don't know, it was there was a lot of things that came into play. And I just I just wasn't taking initiative of it because I didn't know where to start. So I didn't want to do that this time around. Um, So I was like, find a place. And I found this place um, on like one of the like renters apps. And the pictures were kind of shitty. But I was like, mm, it's under budget, so maybe they just can't take a picture. Yeah, so I'm just gonna inquire <coughs> because like the the space itself looked like it had potential, um, and I like scheduled a and I was originally a little suspicious because then like the agent emailed me like within five minutes of me requesting a tour, and I kind of was like, oh, what's the catch here? just maybe you got them when they like just put it on i think i did um but anyway so we scheduled like uh a tour like a week later it was on i think it was on monday i went so it was it was i i went two days ago (laughs) to tour this place yeah um and i literally like i walked through the door and i already said this to you but i walked through the door and i felt like i was walking into my home like, I I don't know what the current tenants are, like, what they do for work, but the way in which they, like, designed their apartment was very similarly to how I would. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, like, it's really good. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, and so, and like... hanging plants. I, so I'm gonna, I want plants, so I'm going to get some plants because plants are great, and I've never had plants because I just don't really know what to do with them, but... I just, I don't know. Like, Water, I think. 
Well, yes, but like, God, I'm like, if I die, do they die? If they die, do I die? And then I would hope, and then I would kill. Them. And so it's a whole thing. You should it's a get. Toxic cycle. You should get on. You should get on like plant TikTok. Uh, I'm on so many weird parts of TikTok right now. I, I just I can't. I know, but it's so fun to watch because they'll put like time lapse videos. They'll do like okay, they do a big bowl of water and they put the plant in it, and then the plant takes however much water it needs. But they do a right. time lapse, and you see the plant like coming back to life. See, I feel like when I get into plants, that'll appeal to me. Right now, that does nothing for me. I'm like, cool, nature at work. It's a miracle of life. Well, then why do you want plants? Because I I hear they help people like me who struggle internally. They do. It gives you like an – it's like the same thing that Stephanie helped you with. So it's going to just milk me dry and I'm going to have to pay $40 a year to keep it alive. Or $40 a month, not a year. God, could you imagine? No. I would have everything insured. Um, (laughs) But anyway. But I have heard that coffee water is good for plants, so. Like like your, like, old bean water? Yeah, like you have water and you put your grounds in it. There's, oh. like, a ratio. There's nutrients in the coffee grounds. This is not, this is not the TikTok that I subscribe to. My TikTok is so stupid. <laughs> the other day, I got one of your old weird hamster, like, like, those dolls telling a story. Thing. Oh my god, the calico critters. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no! Get these away from me. Those are so funny. The calico Those... critter claymation films, it's always a Katy Perry song in the background. Yeah, it like was. an old Katy Perry song. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so fucking funny. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I felt like you were like got in my phone somehow. I did. I just liked like 70 of them. Just just, just for the opportunity. The yeah. yeah, that you would have the one. Yeah, I that I was scrolling through TikTok and that popped up in front of someone who I really didn't want to see that. And and you were like, but we have to watch. <laughs> I was like, I can't, we have- I can't miss an episode. <laughs> I tried to turn it off and they were like, no, no, come on, what, what the fuck is that? What's this? <laughs> That's funny. I was like, what if I told you instead that I voted for Trump? Like let's let's say something else just to distract. <laughs> let's say anything. That would be different. But so I was walking through this apartment and I I was just truly in love with it. Like absolutely. Like I yeah. was like, this is me. Another thing that I knew made it so that I just like energetically felt like it was mine was um my don't sorry. We're having a behavioral issue quarter life crisis seriously one thing that made it like even more so is like as I was walking around I was like picturing Stephanie like running like across the hall or like jumping onto the windowsill and like sleeping in the sun and like I was already imagining like where I would put her litter box where I would put her little cat tree and like I was like okay if I'm imagining like my belongings and the creatures I coexist with to like thrive in this place I feel like that's another uh indication that this is great um and like somehow the location is even better than this apartment it's just it's got a lot going on um yeah so then I like I called my mom um because I I had sent her pictures of it and was like I'm in love with it and she was asking a couple of questions about it and And so I called her and the first thing she says is she's like so you love the only apartment you have actually physically looked at and I was like, like, yes. 
<laughs> and I always get nervous because my mom, <clears throat> my mom's opinion means so much to me. And I knew that it was like a more, like, not a rational choice, but like more sudden, I guess. And I guess impulsive in some ways. Yeah, um, definitely because, impulsive. Yeah. And I mean, I had like applied or requested tours on like a bunch of different places and none of them really got back. A lot of them were actually never on the market and they just forgot to take it off of the app. So it was like a lot of those. So I was nervous because I was like, yeah. And then my mom was like, I think the place is adorable and I love it. And I think you would be so happy there. Um, and then she surprised me. She was like, if you want it, then you should go for it. And normally my mom is someone who's like, weigh your options, look elsewhere, like make sure like my mom makes very calculated decisions. And my mom has also moved around a lot. So she's very well versed in like finding mm -hmm. a good place and the patience mm -hmm. in which it takes to do that. But so it said even more to me, like my mom is telling me to go for this place because she sees something in it yeah. that I do. So, yeah. so I, Trust. that day applied, I filled out a renter's application, got everything kind of figured out. Um, and, um, and then I found out this morning that my application was approved and I got the place and I'm so happy. That's really exciting. I'm so excited. I like, I feel, I feel like I'm not mentally ill. <laughs> like I'm so well. overjoyed. <laughs> I just. real joy is? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's just like. It's it's like kind of what we talked about. I don't know if it was last episode or two episodes ago. I have no idea anymore. But it's like a lot of like the nerves of like wanting to stay here so badly and not really knowing what that's going to look like. And like getting this apartment just like it feels like a little less blurry. Like yeah. it's another year in my favorite city in the world and I'm still in my early 20s and this is – what I want to do and I'm so inspired when I'm in this place right now and all this stuff and like yeah. I don't know just like getting this place and having it like already feel like home it just I don't know it's if there's something like it's like some spiritual bullshit I really feel but I just I don't need to get on I, that's into all right. here but like it just Sorry, really feels can. like I really feel like I manifested a lot of this and not saying that like I didn't have an insane amount of help and an incredible support system. But like, yeah, I I wanted to stay here and I found a place that works for me and works for my support system. And it's just like, I don't know, it's like a dream come true. It can be both. I, yeah. I can't believe how lucky I got in like finding a place and snatching it up and just yeah. like finishing my novel and getting the thesis out there and like just really really trying to like feels like it's all gonna it just feels possible now like yeah. I always like kept saying like yeah it's possible like I can get there and like I obviously did believe that to an extent are you kidding we're having a great moment and then she goes rogue but so, you know what feels impossible? This fucking cat. But, oh, hello. Please don't hurt me. Um, <laughs> but so, like, like the concept, it was very easy to say, like, yeah, like, I'll get there when I get there and da-da-da. But, like, the planning was very intimidating. And I don't know. Like, now it's like, okay, I know where I'm going to be for the next year. Um, yeah. 
and I know what I have to do. And there's something about like knowing where I'm going to be when I do it that is just very empowering, assuring, comforting, motivating, just all the things. So I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I. I really like life right now and I just feel like a lot of things are going great and they're the mentally ill part of me is like when's the bomb gonna drop who's gonna die is it gonna be you let's hope and I'm like hey trying to step away from that because you should not be doubtful when good things happen to you you should no. be grateful and happy that they're happening and know that you deserve them True. Da, da, da. yeah so, anyway. bad things are gonna happen either way of course you have to pay attention to the to the good stuff Right. More. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like, do you hear Casey Musgrave's new song? Yes, I love it. <laughs> I actually yeah. love it. It's, got, it's just like that. Like, yes, you just like, life's just changed. Yeah. That's that's kind of what it, we're just, what it we're was. We're growing up. Yeah. You're I just know. being intentional and life is happening accordingly. Yeah. Not to say you're not going to like struggle again. You will. Sorry to break I mean, it to you, but. Of course I will. <laughs> Yeah. You want to you want to see a magic trick? I'll give you. I'll give. I'll I'll put a struggle <laughs> in my way. Absolutely, I will. Um, happy Valentine's Day, by the oh, way. Oh shit! Thank you so very much. You as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. What are we doing? You and I. What are we I'm doing? I'm thinking wine. Candlelit dinner. What are you doing? Yeah. I just had a PB and J. Whatever you want. I'm watching my cat make biscuits on my bed. Hopefully, not throw up shit on it fingers crossed yeah it's uncertain right now it's looking a little suspicious what are you doing i don't like it when she smells like this like when she like is smelling so intensely it's like she's wait like she it's like she's trying to find something that's gonna make her throw up oh <laughs> she found it okay well can you can you relax please thank you so much just sit down it's okay just sit down you don't need to she gagged again <laughs> it's the orange cat energy the um the personal discovery I made this week. Yes, I debated I a lot whether to talk about it on the podcast. I was going to tell you either way, but whether to talk oh, about it here. Us. Yeah. But, okay, so, backstory. Uh -huh. I'm in the first relationship I've ever been, now at 25. As such, I am a very independent person. Right. And I don't, like, open up to people often. Not in, like, a bad way. Not in a way that's, like, you're, it's just, like, not instinctual to me. Right? Yeah. So I've been working on that mm -hmm. in relationship things. And uh, what day is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday? I think it was this last weekend. This past okay. weekend at some point. Um, Kyle and I are playing card games. Very fun. Yeah. I'd had a glass of wine and I didn't. I wasn't going to have another. And he said something about having another because I'm more affectionate when I drink wine. <laughs> and that's not... True. And so... It bothered me that night, but I like, I was like, get over it. Just play the games. Like, it's fine. Like and that I'm he said it or it, that like. That he noticed it. Like I was oh, like I the fact that he, that he noticed that about me. Cause I was mm -hmm. like, well, I want to be affectionate with him. Why am I not affectionate? I see. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, why can't you be affectionate with him? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like getting on my case and I'm like, be better. Blah, blah, blah. Like, of course. obviously he wants you to be more affectionate and. And then I I didn't bring it up that night. Like, we just kept playing card games. But I was like, why is this bothering you so much? Yeah. And the next day I was thinking about it more and I was realizing, which maybe seems obvious when I say it now, but it did take, like, a good day and a half of 
reflection. Sure. But that, like, I was upset about it, not because, like, he noticed that I was more affectionate when I drink, because, like, that makes sense. Like, it makes sense to be more affectionate when you drink. Yeah, Other people that's, are. that's true of like, many people, like, yeah. Like, that's normal to become more affectionate when I'm drunk, so why did it bother me? And I right. think it was because I only, or I realized that it was because I only allow myself to be that when I drink, whether right. I want to be affectionate, like, when I'm not. Like, I just don't, like, if I have the thought of it, I don't do it. I don't act right. on it. Right. Unless I've had, like, a glass or two of wine or something. Right, right. And then I allow myself to be, and I can I can go back and blame it on the wine and be like, you're not soft, you're still hard, like, you're still <laughs> independent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I, so then, I was like, well, maybe you do want to be more affectionate. Like, you found someone you want to be with. Like, right. You took, you took your time. You took enough time. You did. You found someone. And so I'll... I, like, tested it, and I was more affectionate the next day of just, like, going on more instinct of, like, what I wanted. And it wasn't even that much. It was, like, giving him a hug. Yeah. Like, it literally, like, it was, I don't do pet names. Like, I don't like the pet names. Yeah. Specifically baby. I've told him that, too. I was like, I hate baby. Never call me that. I'll never call you that. Hey, baby. I, like, I can't Some people. Some weird. people liked that. Some people liked that I said that. Why would you want your partner who's supposed to be your equal to see you as a child or to like why would you like infantilize your partner it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> it's a weird nickname where did it come from i don't know i kind of want to look it up i know me too um <laughs> now that i say that where did that yeah. start i'm gonna you keep talking i will be listening i'm also googling this that's okay because like honey sweetie right love like those all make sense Right. Why baby? Why babe? It's weird. Anyway, so I was more, like, just a little bit more affectionate. And I felt so much better. Like, it wasn't anything right. extreme. I felt so much better. Right. And so this was an emotional discovery for me, saying I'm allowing myself yeah. to not be a stonewall. Especially, like, like, it's not cute anymore. You know, like... Again, talking about, like, growing up and, like, just being okay with, like, the things you want and, like, allowing yourself to live the life you want. Like, when I was younger, it was cool and, like, edgy and, like, no one could touch me. And that was, like, I loved that. But, like, now it's yeah. just not – it's just, like, lonely at that point. And, like, I yeah. don't have to be. Like, I have my friends. I have my partner. I have my mm -hmm. family. Yeah. Like, making yourself cold like that just to be cold. Right. There's other factors, obviously. Well, it's true because, like, empowerment is an individual journey, but that doesn't mean that you have to experience it alone. Uh -huh. Like, like you're, you're doing it for yourself, but that doesn't mean you have to be by yourself. Yeah, um, like, sorry, go ahead. No, that was, that was pretty much it. I was just adding to your point. But I have was, the baby you... article for whenever we're ready to read it. <laughs> well, I was, I would love to, but it was, like, very... It was empowering because I've always done the independent thing and that was great and I loved how independent I was and I think there was a part of me that worried that I was going to lose it, like a subconscious part of me that thought I was going to lose some of my independence if I let myself right. like right, one like 100% like dive in. And I don't want to say dive in, like I wasn't fully invested. I was no, I, but I in, know the, in the sense saying. of like, 
allowing myself to express those emotions. Like it felt like part of me still could have that independence, but that right. I needed to like be cold to be independent. But like, right. I'm now realizing I don't have to be. And I, right. I think I knew that objectively. And we, like the culture talks about it all the yeah. time. Like you're knowing you're it is to one be thing. soft and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Believing it for yourself is another. But yeah. Battle. I think because I'd been so like hard and tough for so long. Yeah. It felt like I couldn't be like that. So, yeah, an interesting discovery this past week. I'm glad. I mean, I have like in your relationship. I mean, you guys have been together like for a few months. It hasn't been insanely long, but it's been enough time to like notice a change. And I, I remember when before you met him when I would like talk to you about like relationship stuff whether it was like I was casually seeing someone or I was in a more serious relationship things were very black and white to you of like yeah not that that was wrong but there was there was only one answer I think in a lot of ways with those conversations that we would have um and I remember like this like most recent kind of like experience that I'm having with a person currently. I remember being so nervous to bring it up to you because it had had like such weird waves over the few months. And I remember like saying it to you and like old Arnoni would have been like, don't like him. Don't trust him. Like this is a bad idea. Like, you know, like, hold him to the standard that he you know like and and I think there's value to that I'm not at all saying that that is the wrong thing to do but this time around you were like listen I don't like their past behavior but I trust your judgment and so far so good so we'll see yeah Um, and it was just a way more like I don't know I feel like you're more embracing of the gray now um which is really nice yeah, and it, and it was so reassuring to me because, like, we've talked about this, too. Like, as a more submissive person, um, befriending someone who is an overlord of opinion <laughs> <laughs> and dominating in every aspect, um, your opinion is incredibly valuable to me. And there were points in our friendships where it was to a fault on my end. Like, I valued it too much and I allowed it to influence my life more than I allowed myself to think about what I wanted and what I felt was best for me. Um, Not that not in not implying at all or saying in any way that you were forcing me into like a decision that I wasn't, but it was just, I wasn't making choices for myself because I didn't want to. I was uncomfortable with it. And it was also, it was also so easy for, it's so easy for me to just like give an opinion. Like I, I just like throw it out there and it was good. Once you realized this and you like told me about it, about like, that my opinion was too much and that you weren't forming your own opinions. That was also a real like big thing for me as well. Like you need to back up. Like you need, Mm. it's your opinion. Like you don't, people don't have to follow your opinion. That's why it's your opinion. You know, like that was also really good for me. Yeah. And a sense of learning, like communicating is great. Like great. Obviously you should, but there are times when you can like back up a bit and let people live their life. Yeah, you should like. I think the way that it was this time was different. Like, here are my suspicions. Here's mm-hmm. what I don't like, but here's right. what I do like. Like, right. honest, but less. Yeah. There's just less judgment. Yeah, I it guess. definitely, it definitely feels that way for sure. Like, there's, there's a softness to it, and also like going back to your point about not feeling like 
you were giving up your independence by entering a relationship, but subconsciously worried that that would kind of happen. Like, I think your another element of your discovery to this, if I could speak for you, is you you are now experiencing for the first time that when you enter a relationship, the things that you're, for lack of a better term, giving up are things that you don't want anymore. Like being, you know, alone all the time, uh, flirting with other people, like engaging in romantic relationships, whether it's like you're just having casual sex or whatnot. Like I, and this is my own personal opinion. I, you and I have talked about it before, but um, I, I am a monogamous individual and I don't think that's the only way to be by any means but one of the things about monogamy that i love so much um is that there is and if there isn't there should be an awareness that we as humans are sexual beings we're sexually attracted to a wider range of different people and what i love about monogamy is that it is the decision that despite that biology this is still my person I still just yeah. want this person because because I found my little gold nugget and this is mm-hmm. just for me. And so it's like it's seeing it's seeing what's out there and being like, I picked the best one. Um, yeah. And the best one for me, at least. And no, me yeah, being yeah. the relative term. But like so like that is what you relinquish. But I don't know, like in my experience, even in relationships that were not so great, there was like a. I don't know, there was like an essence of celebration in that, for me at least, of like, I I don't want to be with anyone else right now. I don't, mm-hmm. and again, the disclaimer, this is not relatable for everyone. I know many polyamorous people who are just as fulfilled in that as I am in like my lifestyle, so, but with just us monogamous ladies, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is that is kind of the discovery, or at least another element of it, of like, yeah, I'm giving it up, but like I've never laughed this hard. I've never been this happy. I'm learning yeah. so much about myself and I'm I'm allowing myself to be soft and I'm with someone who has created an environment where it's safe for me to do so. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it too. Like it's not just about like picking a person and deciding like this is my person, so I'm going to right. Go hold that go ahead and do all that. But yeah. more so of, like, I I was thinking about it in the sense of, like, when you and I, like, I'm a different person than when you and I met. Right. And I have grown so much from that as well. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of the realization of, like, being with someone who has allowed me to start, like, discovering pieces of myself I didn't know I had. Like, mm-hmm. little, and, like, not in the sense that it wasn't possible. I said this before we got together. And yeah. when I had like told you that I was open to a relationship that I was like, right. I think I've learned as much as I can single, like on my own. Yeah. 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 Which, which may or may not be true, but like, I for now, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that I was like, I think there's a lot for me to learn, but I don't, I don't know how much more I can grow on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like him and I are growing together as well. Like, obviously, yeah. And, like, becoming closer as time goes on, just, like, with mm-hmm. experience and different things. But it's also, like, I'm growing myself, like, individually yeah, as well. Yeah. Which is strange. It's good. These are things, like, I 
been so used to like knowing myself in such a specific way that it's strange to like find these parts of me yeah Not because bad, but no yeah. but yeah new and i mean like there really is scary like, i mean yeah but it's new that's why like yeah new things inevitably are gonna be like at face value uncomfortable and frightening and um mm-hmm. like not that the version of you single and the version of you in a relationship are two different beings but there's when entering an environment that is in the unknown like you're it's just a fact <gasps> there's a spider on my bed <sighs> oh my god what are you gonna do i don't know Kill it. kill it you have to kill it you can't get up it's gonna run away i i know but what, what do i do i don't have anything oh my god use your oh my god use your use your sweatshirt oh my god no oh my god okay okay do you, do you, what are you gonna do i don't know i don't know stephanie eat eat the spider snack snack for you or <laughs> d'oeuvre oyster cracker oh my god don't okay. lose it i i already did Okay. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Oh, kill it. I did. I did. I did. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that was so scary. <laughs> Look at your independence. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. So, um, I'm not an arachnophobic, but I really hate them. It's going to be so good when you live alone. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I mean... That, what you just did. (laughs) That's technically true. (laughs) Oh my god. You laid there and did fucking nothing. Can you see her? Hold on. Let me see if I can. No. Obviously not. This is this is what was done. This is what was done as I screamed. This was it. Like as I screamed, she went, "Great, I become bread loaf." <sighs> anyway, what were we talking about? Empowerment and independence. Yes, yes, specifically, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad I displayed mine <laughs> today. Well, yeah. It's also interesting for us to talk because for our viewers who do or don't know, I've always been single. I'm 25, and I always had until now. And I have never been single. (laughs) Never been single. Ellie loves a relationship. (laughs) I do. I do. But I, I, before we make fun of me for my inability to stay single, I, uh, it's not bad if you're not doing it for the reasons that I did. But I, I said because I had a massive breakup in 2022 and the thing that I said was I do not want to be in a relationship for the entirety of 2023 what made me make that decision is I was like I keep making the same mistakes like something has Mm. got to change I keep making so many excuses I keep in some cases allowing abuse to occur like Mm -hmm. I am I'm not deriving like empowerment and independence from these relationships i'm allowing myself to be i'm allowing myself to be submissive outside of the bedroom and 
Yeah, like they I... don't make you feel better. No, not at all. Um, and so I was like, I do not want to be in a relationship until I feel like I am ready to do that. And I kept my fucking word. Twenty twenty three. I did not. I did not get into a relationship, which sounds so pathetic. But <laughs> there's this. That's so funny you say that because there's this girl. This girl I like on TikTok and I just saw one of her videos earlier tonight I didn't know she was doing this until now but I guess she's always been very like that like her whole life has always been like centered around boys in the sense of like dating them trying to date them every situation was like how can I make the men feel better how can I like yeah like that kind of stuff and so she realized it and decided 2024 she called it going boy sober she's not gonna date all of 2024 and she said it was being boy sober that's so funny i love that yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean like it was like 2023 was a very like rewarding year in that respect i yeah. mean <laughs> for the first half of it i was so sad and ill but i like i don't know i got to explore yeah. my queerness i got to like finally like be alone and not and all the things that I liked about being single when I was for like very short periods of time which was <laughs> um you know I don't have to negotiate my time I don't have to do this and yeah that. And, like a lot of it was really valuable like how do you and you want to spend your time? yeah and so now I'm at a point where as like I've been talking about it with my therapist where I do feel like I'm ready to be in a relationship again. And Mm -hmm. I like have like very seriously considered it because I feel like I've done the work where I know what I deserve. Um, And the decision that I made last year was I'm not getting into a relationship until I really feel like I'm being treated well because not necessarily that like my past relationships were all bad people one in particular was not great but um but like you know like i don't know like not not to make excuses for the men at all but i certainly didn't behave perfectly and i think when you're in a relationship that is not working you you both are kind of your worst selves in a way yeah because it's like if you don't love yourself you can't love the other person so like yeah. whether yeah. you're on like the giving well. or the, <laughs> the like like whether you're on the like giving or taking side like you'll accept oh what was this example okay this is do you know david sloth the comedian yeah yeah he uses this analogy of like you have to love yourself completely when you get into a relationship and he says that like if you don't love yourself completely if someone comes in if you only love yourself 20 percent and someone comes in and loves you 30%, you're going to think that's amazing. And that's like all you ever wanted because they love you more than you love you. But that's yeah. still not that you're missing 70% of what love is. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. a good analogy. It is. And I mean, like, I think I am, a, I was a different vein of that. I loved yeah. so hard because I thought, one, I was in love with the potential of a lot of former partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and believed that playing the long game and waiting for them to get better meant that they would. But also, Guys too, talk a good game. And, and they didn't even really do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but so, like, I, I think at that point I was giving so much love, like, all of it that I had. And I had none for myself. 
But mm-hmm. I was like, maybe if I put this much love into the universe, I will get it back. And I never like did. Like if I loved them enough. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of became addicting because like I I am a very like the opposite of you. I think our our mutual friend Tess uh, called us the black cat golden retriever duo. Like I, I'm incredibly <laughs> affectionate. I love giving gifts. I love holding hands. I I'm not going to like sit on someone's lap at a bar by any means, but like the thought will cross my mind. I <laughs> like, so like it, it was so addicting because I, that is my love language by default is to give, but I, there was like a, another element of it too, which was like, if I do it, maybe it'll come back to me. Um, and it, it never really did. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's entirely the other person's fault because like that's an insane expectation that I'm setting for someone who just is not going to get there. Um, but this is all a very long winded way of saying like, once I got out of the like wallowing phase of the breakup, um, I was like, all right, (laughs) what's good. And I stopped being resentful of the fact that I was single because for a very long time I was, and to be fair, it was annoying when like, when you're like fresh into heartbreak and the first thing people say is, oh, this is going to be such a time of growth for you. You're going to love it. You're going to find so much empowerment. Um, Yeah. When sometimes they weren't even in that situation. Like, (laughs) like I was like, shut the fuck up. But so once I got over that and just like took a breath and like, you know, took stock, I was like, all right, I need to break this pattern desperately because it's, going to kill me and if I want the like vision of my dream life with which is yeah I'm married and I have kids and I gave birth to those kids call me old-fashioned it's what I want magnificent novels yeah I I want it I'm sorry I'm not perfect it's just what I want but (laughs) I just I don't know I just realized I was like I'm not gonna let myself be with someone where I am fighting tooth and nail to make that happen and to keep it afloat because if I am with the wrong person, but I'm married to them and I've had kids with them, I know myself, I know that I, I would stay there forever Mm. because it fulfilled my image and I would not be able to let that go. So Mm. I, I also, uh, (laughs) should be noted. I was single for over a year um at some point but I was still like every calendar year in a relationship um yeah and from 2014 to 2022 I was in a relationship of of some sort in so the year. yeah yeah so that's nine fucking years of like not being single and sure one yeah. of them was like May 2018 to August 2019 but like still so anyway 2023 I was like I'm not I'm not doing this I Mm -hmm. I was like I'll fool around I'll have some fun like I'll do this I'll learn about myself like all this stuff but yeah that's about Um, you yeah but like in terms of like committing I was like I'm not doing that um and now Gabe's at a point where she's ready for love and it's Valentine's Day (laughs) so I know what better time love I know I we didn't even do that on fucking purpose my god It was on the brain. So it's exciting. And that's what I mean when I say, like, I really like where life is because, like, the prospect of being in a relationship now doesn't 
it doesn't feel like a necessity. It feels exciting. It feels like something yeah. I want. Um, and I want not because I feel like I will be worth something if I'm in it. Um, mm-hmm. And mm. finding someone who who celebrates me and, and sees the things in me that like I have now learned that I possess and believe that I possess those things. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's it's fun. And it's like I used to like and I still for all intents and purposes do like hate the idea of dating and like meeting someone at a bar and talking to them. It's like that's my social anxiety just she can't she can't she gets bloated and she farts and she's scared and she has to go home (laughs) so i uh, but like i don't know like this these past few months like getting to know someone has been so fun like Mm -hmm. just like and it's it's like like i don't know it's like the it's like all the butterflies and all the like grossness but then like the more you get to know them the more you like them and i've only ever had that with like my very best friends i've never think, had that romantically before oh interesting yeah because then you get to know them and you're like fuck i hate you yeah <laughs> yeah like, or shit. i can change you i'll make it work you treat me like shit that's fine you can spit in my eye i that's I'll cool make, i'm fine with it yeah that's yeah. no good yeah i i think in your past relationships like like now it's like everything the the feelings are exciting and new and fun where in the past it was like when you got the feeling it was like a checklist of like I have to hit this I have to hit that so you would like assign things to that whereas now at least for me it's like you kind of accidentally do that yeah like yeah you lose track and you're like oh my god did that happen you know what I mean yeah 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 like and it's not because I always okay do you remember the Halsey song about it was one of the songs about Jeezy, and I can't remember it, but where she says, um, the butterflies were warning signs. Oh, oh, Graveyard. Great song. Graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. she says, she said the butterflies are warning signs. Yeah. And I've yeah. heard it with other people that were like, you should not feel like nervous. Like that way, like your heart racing and everything. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. But like your stomach shouldn't drop. That's fear. <laughs> you're yeah. like you're misaligning those feelings yes that's not yes. like that feeling is not good yeah you don't know what your body is saying to you and yeah. I always thought that was like interesting but now like you get in those moments and you kind of like don't realize you feel that like excitement that you had assigned yourself to feel in the past yeah or it was like a wave of relief of like thank god like this mm, person yeah. did the most basic human decent thing Mm-hmm. But like I've committed my life to them, so thank God they're not being a shit bag. Um, yeah. So it's just so nice not to feel that way anymore in like every aspect, and like to to keep my standards high because like now like the people in my life are only people who I value and I want to get to know more, and that I you know that I love. Yeah. Because so, I think it's about like. Knowing you'll be, like, okay, like, on your own. That, like, mm-hmm. you're you're okay by yourself. So, like, before right. you would stay in the relationship because you couldn't be alone. Like, no. not to talk, speak of you, but, like... Well, you know. This is... This is <laughs> you but this you is were also, there. Like, this is also, like, generally true that, like, when you stay in a bad relationship like that, it's because you're more scared of yourself alone yeah. than... Like, you're more scared of your own feelings by yourself, so you just focus on their feelings. Right. And what they're doing. Yeah. But once you spend that time by yourself, like, 
you're able to say like, I trust myself enough that I'm not going to be with someone until it's an addition to this feeling until, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, a lot of discussions that I've been having like about this with like you and my therapist and like other people is like, like, yes, the unknown is terrifying and heartbreak. I've experienced it a few times now and it never gets easier at all. But I would rather love and especially now love in this way than not ever experience it for the sake of being safe. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I found my balance. Like before it was cling for dear life because no one else will ever love you. And and I didn't really end up going the other way, actually. Like I, I'm just... I, I love too much for that. So like, I feel like I just like kind of slowly eased into it where it's like, I'm now in a really good place. I'm ready to open myself up to somebody else. And the idea of it not working out is yes, admittedly terrifying, especially as yeah. I grow more and more attached, but I just, it's worth it to me. And I don't think it's ever yeah. been worth it before. I get that. Or at least it is. worth it in the way of like, great, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to realize more and more that I don't want to end my life because I'm not, despite how shitty I feel <laughs> in the aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that feeling of like it being scary is also very prevalent. We don't talk about it. The like, that love like isn't all like fun and light and lovey and like lighthearted. Like it's no. terrifying. Yeah. It's so it scary. Is. Yeah. Um but I want to end on a positive note here. I'll this do is a the good conversation. The origins of baby. I I've oh, got Oh yes. So Please. you're going to you're going to fucking hate this actually. I know so, I will. Yeah. And you just there's I'm I'm like summarizing a whole article so just bear with me but yeah, the okay. main thing is the word first became associated with grown-ups around 1600. Oh, this is from uh, the website Ravishly, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. Around 1600, when people started using it to describe, quote, childish adult people, unquote. It wasn't until more than two centuries later, sometime between 1839 and 1901, specific, that it evolved into a term of adult endearment. It has become become the most favorite expression of affection in American culture. The answer is at once sweet and a little sinister. Baby is gentle and kind, an expression of our best self-loving another. It signifies a desire to care for and protect our partner unconditionally. At the same time, it's the word that's condescending and superior an expression of our lesser self-loving another. It signifies our tendency to view our partners at times as infantile, hapless, and needing to be tended to. Um, in short, baby is both affectionate and exasperated, exalting and demeaning. And hey, as a term of endearment, at least it's better than the creepily Freudian daddy or poppy and a host of it's bizarre not. expressions from abroad. Little elephant, that's Thai, my flea, French, and then in Chinese, the loose English translation, diving fish, swooping geese. <laughs> Feels weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love but is weird. It's, I honestly, just because it's more like colloquially, colloquial, cloak, <laughs> this has been office hours, we can't Co speak. Like, colloquially. More accepted doesn't right. make it better than daddy. It's just the opposite. Right, right. 
Like, in yeah. the way that people who say daddy are looking for a father figure, the term baby is infantizing your partner and right. making them a child that you care for. It's it's weird. It also is interesting that they go back to, like, the 1600s about, like, ch- like making children of adult people because that's, like, racialized. Like, that's the history of race and, like, the creation of race. Right. Is, like by making other cultures childlike right and but like other like let's say like the spanish first going to the americas like yeah. columbus and them first going to the americas and behaving as if they are children who need educated but they can never be more than children which makes right. them beneath you right right which is the start of like racialized society that we have totally my to that this is this just goes to show arnoni and my like understanding of history also 1600 (laughs) lifespan so fucking short childish adult that bitch was probably fucking 13 years old that's also true that the girls that they were like having relationships with i mean as young as nine yeah. If they have their periods, you can marry them. Yeah. They were like so, baby. And she was like, yeah. She I mean, was a baby. She was a baby. So don't call I your guess, partner's baby. I guess I'm not baby. You don't want to be baby. <laughs> baby spice. Anyway, this has been Office Hours. Happy, yeah. well, it won't be Valentine's Day when this comes out, but happy belated Valentine's Day. Yay.